from KQED. You're listening to Queued Up. I'm Ryan Levy. Valentine's Day was this past week, and unlike a lot of people, I'm actually a big fan. Not of the Hallmark version with the obsession on romantic love that shames anyone not in a relationship. My Valentine's Day is one that embraces and celebrates all types of love, from romantic partners to family to friends, love's present and love's past. Which brings us to this week's story. We've all heard about magical first kisses, but what about last kisses? KQED's Chloe Veltman brings us the stories of four people who prove a last kiss can be just as meaningful as a first. The four individuals you're about to meet bravely bared their souls. I wanted to know what it was about their last kiss experiences that stayed with them and what connected these stories at heart. Let's start with Erin. She's a writer based in San Diego and Tijuana who found herself caught up in a supernova romance with her teacher while on a summer program. I would sit in this man's class every day, Monday through Friday, and listen to him teach and watch him. And he was just captivating. A lot of the stories we're about to hear are sensitive. At Erin's request, we're keeping things like names and places deliberately vague. I just don't want to destroy his entire life. Because the man in question has a partner and a young daughter. Erin herself is a parent and was getting over a long relationship. I wasn't looking to date anyone. I, I, he wasn't looking to cheat. But their mutual attraction overcame their scruples. They started seeing each other in secret. It was dangerous. I mean, this was in a program that was small. It was pretty close-knit. You know, the way he would look at me, it, it seemed very obvious. He was reckless. I'm more careful. Only 10 days elapsed between Erin and her teacher's first kiss and their last. It happened the night of the programme's final banquet. Erin remembers him complimenting her on her red dress. Afterwards, they got in her car. When he leaned over to kiss me, it felt like a goodbye kiss. It was sad, but it was also distracted. And I just looked at him. There was nothing else to do. The next day... Erin didn't show up at class for her exit interview. Sometimes knowing the last kiss is coming doesn't at all prepare you for what happens in the moment. That's Karen's story. She grew up in San Jose and one of her best friends was Lauren. Karen looked up to her. I would always pick my favorite colors based on whatever her favorite color was. She did purple for a while. I had to do purple. I think we finally split over orange. Not a fan of orange. They stayed friends into adulthood. Some years ago, Lauren was diagnosed with a brain tumor. It was inoperable. On a bright October day, Karen visited Lauren for the last time. She was in bed in a pair of sweatpants and a top. And her hands were by her side and her eyes were closed and she was not moving or speaking and just sort of apparently unconscious. Karen pulled up a chair next to Lauren's bed. I said, I'm going to take your hand and I'm going to brush your hair out of your eyes. I'm going to kiss you now. And I leaned in to kiss her and she puckered her lips Karen was startled by her friend's sudden response. Lauren hadn't moved at all the whole time she'd been there. I have to say, it looked like 
it took effort to pucker her lips. Like, she really wanted to make it clear that she was listening to me, that she had heard what I said, that she was there with me, that she was there. Our next story is about a first kiss that turned out to be a last. Kelly met this guy in a San Francisco record store and they went out on a date. We go out for oysters. They were having a fun, casual time. Then, at the end of the evening, he lunged at her. It felt like it was coming from every direction. It was like an omni-kiss where there's tongue and hands and this and that. Then Kelly went out of town for the Thanksgiving holiday and fell ill on the way home. And when I got off the plane, I was in full-blown sick mode. But of course, this guy still wanted to see me. Kelly says it was a strange reunion because they couldn't kiss. I can't kiss this guy because, one, I can't breathe. Also, the, my nose was leaking um, to an extreme amount. She couldn't wait to get her health back so she could kiss him again. When she was feeling well enough, they spoke on the phone. I said, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see you. When do I see you next? He said, yeah, about that. Uh, I think I'd like to take a step back. And my first response was, oh no, I just beat my cold. <laughs> like, we, we can, what are you talking about? I'm healthy again. Just when I was well enough to kiss again, no more kisses would be had. I've got one more for you. This one's from Tom, a fellow Brit who lives in San Francisco. I've been a gay man my whole adult life. But my last kiss story is that I remember the last time I kissed a girl. Tom and his friend Sarah were spending New Year's Eve together. It was a typical New Year's Eve for teenagers growing up in the 1980s in Ipswich, a town northeast of London. Lots of alcohol. Then kind of throw empty bottles at the police. Tom says Sarah knew he was gay. So what happened when the clock struck midnight and 1987 turned into 1988 took them both by surprise. And then suddenly we were snogging and had this like really passionate kiss, which we both kind of blinked and finished. Tom looks back with fondness at his last wild hetero moment. I think we probably had strong feelings for each other. And so maybe it was just sort of sealing a friendship or something in a crazy teenage hormonal way. Tom isn't the only person I spoke with who looks back at their last kiss with positive feelings. Here's Erin, who had the secret affair with her teacher. I feel grateful for the experience. And Karen, talking about her friend Lauren, who puckered her lips for a last kiss through all the pain. Anybody who had the opportunity for a kiss like that would want to take it. Even Kelly, who shared oysters and a passionate kiss and then got sick and dumped, has no regrets. She sent the guy an envelope stuffed with glitter. Thanks to KQD's Chloe Veltman for that story. It originally aired on the California Report magazine, which did back-to-back Valentine's Day-themed episodes. One filled with love stories, and the other all about breakups. You can find both of those shows by subscribing to the California Report magazine wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, make sure you're subscribed to us, Queued Up. I'm Ryan Levy. Have a good week.